When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Iceberg To Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from by searching Tip of the Iceberg. The Penguins kicked off their post-All-Star schedule with a solid victory over the Winnipeg Jets 3-0 on Tuesday, and now they embark on what I consider to be a pivotal road trip to Minnesota and Winnipeg over the weekend. They'll take on the Minnesota Wild later tonight on Marc-Andre Fleury night at XL Energy Center, and then they have a rematch with the Winnipeg Jets tomorrow night at 7 p.m. out there in Manitoba. So why is it so important to me that they go out and have a successful back-to-back road trip here on the first, second, I guess, weekend of February? Well, this is the first opportunity post-All-Star break for the Penguins to show that they're breaking the mold of the season so far. The Pens have only won more than two games in a row twice this season. Only two win streaks of three or more games throughout the entire season to this point. They had a five-game win streak, which is the best of the season, in November between the 4th and the 14th, which was the California road trip, and then wins over the Buffalo Sabres and Columbus Blue Jackets on home ice. And then they had had a three-game win streak in late December, two of those games against the New York Islanders, and the third being against the St. Louis Blues. That's it. The rest of the season, they've capped out at two wins in a row. Not a lot of win streaks, which has them exactly where you would expect in the standings, the middle of the road. That's why they continue to sit in the same position. They don't jump a lot of teams very often, and they don't fall out of the basement or in the basement, I should say, very often either. But they need to start putting together longer win streaks to make up ground in the Eastern Conference and to also separate themselves from the pack that is directly behind them. The New Jersey Devils, the Washington Capitals, the Montreal Canadiens, the Buffalo Sabres, they're underneath the Penguins as of right now. But there's not a lot of separation there. The Pens have games in hand because they have games in hand on absolutely everybody. But they need to utilize those. You heard that in the post game on Tuesday. A lot of players saying, we have games in hand, which is great, but we need to win those games in order for that to mean absolutely anything this season. So this is part of it. You need to start stacking wins. You need to start getting win streaks to separate yourself from the pack behind you and to include yourself in the pack above you. Not only that, the Penguins need to be in the best position possible by the time the calendar flips. Because February, obviously they had the first week off. They are getting back into the swing of things now. Three games in five days. But they have a couple of back-to-backs with time in between them. Once you get to March, the Penguins play every other day the entire month except for one two-day break. 31 days in March, 
They play every other day except for one instance, and that is late in the month of March. So by that point, you're going to need that second day off if you're the oldest team in the National Hockey League. You look at the schedule in March. Ten of those 16 games are against the Eastern Conference. Seven of the 16 games are against the Metropolitan Division. And when you look at the Western Conference games that they have, six of them on the schedule, two are against Edmonton, who just ended a 16-game win streak. They're red hot as of right now. One against Colorado, who's one of the best teams in the Western Conference. One against Dallas, who's also one of the best teams in the Western Conference. And then they have Calgary and San Jose. So it is a hellacious hellscape of a schedule for the Pittsburgh Penguins once March hits. You need to be in the best position possible going into that. Because I believe something different than the Penguins head coach said yesterday after practice at UPMC Sports Complex in Cranberry. Mike Sullivan himself believes that that type of schedule might actually aid the Penguins in getting back into the playoff race. This was his quote yesterday when asked about the schedule coming up and playing a little bit more and trying to get into a rhythm, specifically after seeing what he did on Tuesday against the Winnipeg Jets. He said, quote, I think our team's at its best when it's playing a lot of hockey because we can get into a little bit of a routine and hopefully that will help with our execution. So he thinks the Pens are going to get better the more they play. And they're certainly going to get an opportunity to either prove him right or prove him wrong because before Tuesday's game, Josh Getzoff of the Penguins broadcast on Sportsnet Pittsburgh said 36 games in 72 days to end the season. That's a game every other day on average. It's actually coming to life in in March. A game every other day. So Sullivan post-practice believes... The Pens are better and at their best when they get to play consistent hockey. I personally don't agree. And I, again, I don't coach these guys. I don't coach anybody. I'm not a coach in the National Hockey League. I'm not a coach in the American Hockey League. The only thing I coach is my two cats to not throw up on the carpet, and I'm not good at that. So I don't coach. But personally, whenever I see this discussion, I don't tend to agree that they're better when they're playing a lot of games, personally. Simply because I look at last season. This is a much different team than last season, but the core pieces are the same. Crosby, Malkin, Gensel, Rust, Raquel, O'Connor was on that team. You go to the back end, Tristan Jari was on that team. Chris Letang was on that team. Marcus Pedersen on that team. The third pairing, whether it's Chad Ruedel or P.O. Joseph, they were on that team. A lot of this team is still of similar makeup. Let's y'all obviously you could bring in Jeff Carter into that discussion as well. Entering March, the Penguins were in the final wild card spot last season with a couple of games in hand. So, in other words, they had a little bit of breathing room. They went seven seven and one with a similar schedule to what they're going to face this year, and they entered April, the last month of the regular season, outside of a playoff spot. Not only that, they had no gas left for the last stretch in April. Went 3-3-1, so 10-10-2 to end the season through March and April on a busy, similar schedule. This is a team that is the oldest in the National Hockey League. I don't have to say that because it's been said by so many people so many times this season, but it feels appropriate when bringing up this conversation because they ran out of gas last year. Sidney Crosby ran out of gas last year. He was under a point per game in the final 14 games of the season. That's un-Crosby-like. He was carrying that team all season long, and that happened. What has been the narrative all year long? 
Sidney Crosby is carrying them with a heart trophy caliber performance. Is he going to run out of gas? He's not the type of person that would fail the same way twice, so maybe he doesn't. But can this team in general keep the gas going? And not only keep the gas going, they need to hit another level. That's where we started this entire conversation. They have not won more than two games in a row outside of twice this season. They need to start putting win streaks together or they're going to have a hard time making up ground in the standings. They just are. With that, the Penguins in position to break the mold of their season so far. They have two wins in a row. They obviously won against Winnipeg as we started the show saying 3 to nothing on Tuesday and they won the last game before the break. I believe it was 3 to 2 in overtime over the Montreal Canadiens. So at Minnesota tonight, Minnesota Wild are the 7th place team in the Western wildcard race. 3-2-0 and in their last five, and it's flurry night. So a team that has been underperforming this season in the Minnesota Wild, you're taking on Marc-Andre Fleury, who has been underperforming this season for the Minnesota Wild. He has an 897 save percentage, but it's a big night for him. It's an important night for him. Are you going to be able to go out there and get the best of one of the best in Penguins history. That's going to be a big storyline. That's going to be a big game tonight. They have a lot of talented players over there on the Minnesota Wild. Brock Faber is having a Calder-type season. He's having a season where he could get into Norris Trophy consideration, meaning he will probably get a vote or two. I don't think he's going to be a top three guy, but he's certainly having a very underrated season with the Minnesota Wild. They have a lot of good young players, and let's not forget how good Kirill Kaprizov is at the National Hockey League level. And then on the second half of a back-to-back, Rob Rossi has touted this all season long. Josh Yoey has touted this over the last couple of weeks. The Penguins are undefeated on the second half of back-to-backs. It is a strange stat for one of the most unpredictable, inconsistent teams, inconsistent teams, excuse me, in the National Hockey League that they are undefeated on the second half of back-to-back. They try to increase that record against the Winnipeg Jets on Saturday night. Winnipeg... As most of us know from watching that game on Tuesday, very good in the Western Conference standings, third in the Central, but they're on a bit of a slide, 0-4-1 in their last five. They lost 3 to nothing to the Penguins on Tuesday. They lost 4-1 to to the Philadelphia Flyers last night. So they're on a little bit of a dip when it comes to production. Might be the perfect time for the Pens to go and face them twice in a week. Might be the time for Winnipeg to turn things around against the Penguins. But it's a big rematch. It is a rematch of a game in which the Penguins did win. Tristan Jari did shut out the Winnipeg Jets. But in the second and third period, the Winnipeg Jets, I thought, carried play much more than the Penguins. Specifically, in the second period at 5-on-5, and specifically in the third period, the first entire 10 minutes. I thought the Winnipeg Jets were pushing very hard, and if it wasn't for Tristan Jari being at the top of his game, and for, shout out to the video coaches for the Penguins who got that goal overturned, if it wasn't for them, Penguins might have had a little bit more of a tighter contest on Tuesday. So I think this is going to be a weekend of two pretty tightly contested matchups, two difficult matchups for the Penguins, and two very important matchups for the Penguins, as I outlined above. But at the end of the day, we're happy that we got Consistent hockey coming down the pipe. Excited to see what they're able to do with this opportunity. Excited to see how they handle tonight. Flurry night, big night for a very important person to a lot of players in the Penguins locker room, including the head coach, Mike Sullivan, who spoke highly of Marc-Andre Fleury yesterday post-practice. But very, very fun weekend of hockey. Very fun weekend of sports because it is the weekend of the Super Bowl. Hope everybody out there enjoys their time. Everybody out there enjoys their weekend because... 
well, the weather is going to start getting nicer and everybody's going to start being happier. I know at least I will, but that's going to do it for this episode of Iceberg to Go. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from.